You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi, this is Demetrius Angelo, founder and executive producer of the Urban Action Showcase and Expo, and you're listening to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me tonight for the second time, martial artist, actor, producer, founder, executive producer of the Urban Action Showcase and Expo, Demetrius Angelo. Demetrius, thank you so much for coming back to the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. But we're really, really excited to be on the show, and we, we, we really uh, love what you're doing for the community, you know, letting people know all of the different actors and the events that have to do with action. And it's important because, you know, things have, have changed since the, the, the 90s, and it's important to have voices such as yours. Oh, and I am a, just a small voice. What you do is a fantastic thing for the action community, for the martial arts community, uh, for the urban community. So uh, keep doing what you're doing. The show just keeps getting bigger and better. What have you been up to since the last show? Man, I tell you, we're always trying to, to do better. You know, at the end of the day... Our goal is to celebrate diversity and the multicultural achievements, specifically in the blockbuster action genre. Uh, we believe that every individual should have the opportunity to see an heroic image of themselves in mainstream media. That being said, we're bringing access and awareness to heroes of color and letting people know that there are heroes that look like you on uh, television, whether it be Netflix, whether it be uh, our new Cinemax Warrior series on uh, Cinemax, wherever, we're there. Action is still alive. Martial arts action is still alive. And um, we're just trying to grow. So fortunately this year, we've, we've moved up to seven theaters. So we've, we've, we're climbing up. Our event is at AMC Empire 25 Theaters in Times Square. So my goal is to be able to take over all 25 theaters one day. And I'm on seven. I'm on seven. So I'm almost a third of the way there. Nice. Uh, almost. You know, we, we're always trying to, you know, like I said, uh, push the envelope and bring the most exciting action experience to the public. And we say it's an experience because this is more than a film festival. It, it's an action expo. Uh, it's a learning experience. Um, once again, our protocols are information, education, facilitation, and exposure. So it's important for us to be able to uh, have that learning aspect. So we have the, the martial arts seminars this year. We have the return of the dragons. The, the, the dragons are returning to Times Square. Yeah. Every living dragon. And there's a new dragon on the horizon. So, of course, we have Cynthia Lady Dragon, Rothrock. They're going to be there. Um, our Saturday afternoon Kung Fu Theater screenings will reflect all of the dragons this year. So, Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson will be with us. Tom Mike the Last Dragon will be with us celebrating the 35th anniversary of the Last Dragon. Ron Van Cleef, the Black Dragon, will be with yeah. us. And for the first time in history, the mantle of the black dragon will be passed on 
wow. to Michael Jai White from Ron Van Cleef on Friday, November 8th in Times Square. All the grandmasters will be in the house. Um, it's going to be an amazing experience. So from that point on, Michael Jai White will be known as the Black Dragon. Wow. Yeah, man, we're, we're doing it up. So um, I mentioned our new series, our Bruce Lee-inspired series uh, called Warrior on Cinemax. Uh, Bruce Lee wrote this uh, 50 years ago, and uh, Justin Lin called up uh, Shannon Lee and, and asked, was this thing real? And she said, yeah. So, you know, they got together with one of our producers uh, from Banshee. Jonathan Tropper. Yes, sir. And they produced the show, and we're on season two. And to commemorate that, we're having a season one warrior marathon at the Urban Action Showcase. And we have two special guests, Father June, who's uh, Perry Young, head of the Hopway, and head of the Long Z, Henry Yook. Oh, nice. You know, and we're going to have a, a, a panel as well. And we're having, I, I'm not going to leave out Netflix, we got Wu Assassin's own The Warrior Monk Ying Ying. Yes. Celia Al, she's going to be with us as well. And she's actually going to be on the panel. And we're going to talk about diversity and the Asian American presence in um uh, mainstream uh, television as it, as it obviously relates to the action genre. Because um, at the end of the day, after um, Into the Badlands, uh, Into the Badlands was the first Asian American lead we had in an action series that was, uh, you know, even though it was on cable, it's still on network, linear. We hadn't had anything since the 90s where you had... Um, uh, Sam O'Hung and, and Kelly Hugh. Right. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Martial law. Martial law. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it, it's been too long. But finally we got that. But, you know, they canceled that. So after that, you know, obviously uh, Warrior stepped up to be the first uh, Asian, uh, predominantly Asian uh, cast on, uh, on, I guess you say, premium television. Um, especially for for action uh, project, and then of course uh, followed by uh, Wu Assassins on Netflix. So um, you know, slowly but surely, we're, we're making some strides. And, and speaking of those strides, um, when we talk about first Black Lightning is the first African American superhero family on television, yeah. and we will have Nafisa Williams, who plays Thunder from Black Lightning, with us on November 9th. Uh, for the expo. So, you know, we're really building. Uh, we're, we're in New York, so we can't leave out the 40th anniversary of Warriors, the Warriors, man, Coney Island, uh, you know, the Boppers, the Lizzie's, the Riffs, the Orphans. Yes, sir. Hey, we've got the Furies. We've got them all. So we're going to have about uh, three of the Warriors. We got Cochise. We got Cleon. Uh, we got Snow. Uh, we got one of the Lizzie's, we got one of the uh, Riffs, um, and then we got the, the Furies from, from Brooklyn coming through, the cosplay uh, group that comes through as the Furies, man, they're, they're, they're incredible, they'll be in the house. And we have some incredible um, panels as well, because uh, we're going to screen the documentary, I'm Fist and Kung Fu Kicks. Mm. Um, which uh, features, obviously, Rick Myers, um, Michael J. White, Cynthia Rothrock, uh, Warrington Hudlin, 
not. We're going to have a panel following that screening. And then um, we're celebrating, as we always do, various anniversaries that uh, reflect diversity. So along with that, we've got the 30th anniversary of Kickboxer. Yeah, Kickboxer. And I believe we have the director, uh, David Worth, is supposed to come. Cool. Uh, So that's going to be exciting. Um, We're going to have the 20th anniversary of The Matrix, 20th anniversary of Star Wars Episode One. And we got the local uh, Rogue Alliance uh, Jedi group coming through, and they're going to teach uh, a, lightsaber, a lightsaber seminar later on that evening. It's also the 20th anniversary of Universal Soldier, The Return with Michael J. White. That's when he played opposite Van Damme. Right. Um, so, of course, you know Michael J. White will be there. Um, it's also uh, the 46th anniversary of that man both. That's, that's um, Fred the Hammer Williamson, and he'll be back in the house. Uh, he's a pioneer in the industry. Man, I tell you, that man's done it all from producing <laughs> to, 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 to acting. He's the, he's the one who had in his contract that he couldn't die. He always <laughs> wins his fight. Yeah, awesome. and he gets the girl if he, if he wants them. So, you know, that that's a wonderful thing uh, that he'll be with us. And then several 10th anniversaries, Black Dynamite 10th anniversary, um, Blood and Bone 10th anniversary, Ninja Assassin, 10th anniversary, uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, 10th anniversary. Um, so we have so much going on. Arnold Chung will be in the house uh, for Black Dynamite, 10th anniversary. He'll be there. Um, let's see. Man, I tell you, we've got all the official selections from uh, the Urban Action Showcase and National Action Film Festival. So all that new new talent will be in the house over over 70 filmmakers um, yeah. will be there. We're screening shorts, features, uh, web series, uh, action scenes, action trailers. Man, we do it all. We don't we don't discriminate. <laughs> we, we, if, you, if you got action, we got a place for you. Yeah, so no that's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, we 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 got a lot going on, brother. We got a lot, oh, we got some wonderful, wonderful VR experiences where the fans can come and and be inside of of these experiences for the Last Dragon, uh, Warriors, Black Dynamite, uh, The Matrix, and Ninja Assassin. It's really cool. There's video experiences as well as gift and uh, photo experiences. So that's something uh, the fans can take part of if they have that what we call the swag VIP. And Warner Brothers, again, has sponsored uh, the swag bags, giving out several different uh, Blu-rays from the cool. 20th anniversary of Batman. Uh, and I tell you, they, they're giving away a lot of wonderful stuff. Season 2 of, of Black Lightning. Oh, Season 7 of Arrow, because, you know, Michael J. White is Bronze Tiger. Right, right. So, so Season 7 of Arrow, um, Ninja Assassin. I'm telling you, they, they hooked us up. <laughs> they hook this up. Um, we got a new sponsor on board this year, Elite Security, and they're sponsoring the Black Dragon Mantle uh, Ceremony, and that's just an amazing uh, new sponsor that's come. Uh, also, Tyaric itself, very, very prominent martial artist uh, back in the day. The original from Wild World of Sports, the original CBS uh, feature was, was, was him versus uh, the, original, the original Kung Fu versus Karate. Uh, Ooh, little John oh, yes. Davis, yeah, little John Davis versus Oso Tyrari Cassell. So he's been a blessing to us this year. 
And we're so grateful for HBO and Cinemax and Warner Brothers hanging in there with us for the past seven years. And uh, we just want to, you know, create a, a great experience and have people say, you know what, we want to come back and, and, and be a part of this the next year. Oh, and listen, and for anybody that has never been to an Urban Action Showcase and Expo, uh, it really is just a huge celebration of diversity and action and martial arts and the the whole fabric of action cinema. It's all encapsulated here. It was my first time going last year, and it was impossible to take it all in. You can't do it all in one sitting. You have to come back year after year just to try to get, uh, try to absorb everything that's going on. There were cosplayers, uh, knights battling each other. There was uh, the Blade Brotherhood was there at Kung Fu Theater. Fourteen hours of Kung Fu Theater and celebrities all over the place. It was really, really amazing. Demetrius Angelo puts on a fantastic show. You cannot miss it if you're anywhere near new york city this november november 9th is that correct yes sir november 9th 10 a.m to midnight 14 hour action cinema megaton <laughs> it's really it's really really fantastic so listen how how soon after the last show did did you start working on this year's show actually i do it immediately because there's some marketing opportunities that you have to take advantage of you know i'm, I'm just one little guy that have a few great, great troopers that are backing me up. But at the end of the day, it's I'm carrying this here uh, wagon up the hill. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. the tires are a little flat. So, I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> so I got to start right away. Um, so what I do is I start looking at anniversaries that I can, you know, hopefully be a part of and, and make it very interesting and, and fun for everybody. And I get that ready because normally there's a December show that I exhibit at to just get the word out and say thanks to the fans. So immediately, uh, I guess a, a, a week later is when I start preparing for the following year because, brother, I got I got to like I said, this is a day and night when I'm not you know running my fitness business. This is what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> trying to make it happen. I, I know you know. Oh, oh yeah. that's, that's how you do it as well. Yes, yes. That's fantastic. And uh, again, it, kudos to you and whatever energy stores you're, uh, you're dipping into to get all of this done because the show does get bigger every year. And uh, this show is just jam-packed, absolutely jam-packed. The talent is outrageous for this show. The fans will be happy. And I feel like we have something for everybody. We have, we have the past, present, and future. We've got them all. That's cool. You know, let's uh, let's touch on the the past a little bit here, because you you talked about all the anniversaries that you have going on. Thirty fifth anniversary of the Last Dragon. W what do you think about the staying power of that movie? What is it about that movie that uh, has made it uh, so relatable still today to fans? Well, first of all, it's the first action film uh, starring a, a person of color that wasn't part of the black exploitation genre. Mm. The black exploitation genre ended in 1984 with one down, two to go. Fred Williamson, Jim Brown, uh, Richard Roundtree, Jim Kelly. Uh, 1985, Barry Gordy, The Last Dragon, written by Louis Benostra. It was eclectic. It brought Motown and martial arts together. Yeah. And when you talk about the, the urban community, they love music. And they love themselves the martial arts. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we all need a hero. And that was the hero we had to look up to at that time. But it's it's just 
so transcending. It just transcends every generation because there's a purity there and there's a, a comic element to it uh, where it's, you know, saying where it's relatable to everybody and, and, and the, the characters were so dynamic and charismatic. Uh, Julius Carey has shown up. In fact, even today, if you watch Blackish coming on Tuesday, you're going to see Dion Cole as shown up. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the, the, the movie is just something that everybody's able to identify with and find themselves. It's find something that relates to themselves within it. Yeah. You know, the story itself, the community, it's just, it's just once when you have that hit, you have that hit. It's like, like a quote, a one hit wonder. No matter when you play that song, baby, it's that song, and it doesn't get old. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, it doesn't get old. So you know, for me, that was the first time that I saw someone close to my age, you know, doing a Hollywood film. That I was like, oh man, that means I might be able to do this myself, and that inspired me to be a stunt guy and, and to do my own films and so forth. So, you know, it, it's given people a lot of inf- inspiration. I was talking to my culter, uh, Luke Cage, yeah. at uh, a Comic-Con earlier this year that I had with uh, at Time Lock there, and he was telling Time Lock that that was the first film his mother took him to see. <laughs> and that's, 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 the, that's the reality. It's the first hero that we've, you know, a lot of people in the African-American community or the ethnic community as a whole saw, you know what I'm saying, on the big screen. And it's just an experience that you can't forget and that you want to pass on. Yeah. For me, the, the relatable element was Ernie Reyes Jr. <laughs> yeah, I love little Ernie. He was great. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. What about uh, Warriors 40th anniversary? Uh, so for me, when I saw that movie for the first time, I thought – that that's what New York City really was like. So I was kind of afraid of New York City for a while. I thought there were, you know, clowns walking around with baseball bats. So uh, how did the film impact you? Well, I wasn't born in New York, so it didn't faze me. I didn't come to New York till I was 17, mm. you know. So I was born in Washington, D.C. Okay. So it didn't, but my mother's from the Bronx, so I knew, you know, you know, believe it or not, West Side Story, <laughs> you know, has a little bit more relationship to me than, than the Warriors, because the Warriors is really about Brooklyn, right. and Brooklyn going through the different boroughs and so forth. So, yeah, because I was born in D.C., it didn't hit me, you know, until I got here later and started, you know, going to Coney Island, you know, now it's called... Um, it was called Astroland back then, but right. now it's called Luna Park. And I took my son there when he was a kid and so forth. And there's still remnants of the Astroland there. But, the, you know, Brooklyn loves, loves the Warriors, brother. I'm telling you, they love it. That's awesome. All right, one more. Uh, Matrix 20th anniversary. Uh, a game changer of a film for me uh, when it came out. That It felt like a live-action anime, so I was blown away by what they were doing. What did you think of this film when it first came out? Oh, obviously several things. As a filmmaker, obviously it was groundbreaking. The green screen technology as it changed filmmaking as a whole. Um, it was the first time that the, the American actors became action actors. Mm. At that time, Jackie Chan's movies were coming along, 
coming over and everybody were talking about how Jackie Chan did his own stunts, this, that, and that. That being said, they brought Wu Ping over yep. to teach Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, and obviously launch Fishburne and um, Carrie and Moss, uh, you know, to do their own fight scenes. Yep. And it was a great learning curve because remember, the, the action, the original action stars were real martial artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? From Bruce Lee to Chuck Norris to Jim Kelly to Ty Mack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To Van Damme to, to, to um, Seagal, Steven Seagal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they were, they were martial arts. They were, they, they were people who, who actually were physically fit and were able and capable to do, you know, what they were called on to do. So this is the first time that, you know, I guess you can say Hollywood was trying to mimic what they were doing, obviously, in Hong Kong, China, and so forth. So um, it looked great. Obviously, as a martial artist, you knew that, mm-hmm, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. No, I'm just saying, I got to yeah. be honest. Understood. I appreciate the attempt, and I loved what I saw, but I knew, I'm like, mm, no, that's not, mm-mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gunplay. I yeah. love the running on the walls. I love the stop motion. I love all that stuff. It was cool, but yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Then on the other side of that, uh, with some of the stuff that we've seen just in the last year, uh, you talked, you touched uh, on, on it a little bit. Warrior from uh, Cinemax, fantastic series, fantastic actors. I've had a few of the uh, the actors on, on the show. And the nice thing about uh, some of those guys is they're they've got martial arts skill behind them, right? And uh, also on Wu Assassins, a lot of the cast there. Yeah, ego, no joke. Louis Tan. I mean, these guys are actual martial artists, and they celebrated showcasing that skill on that show. What is your take on, on those shows? Warrior and Wu Assassins, really different shows, both enjoyable for for what they are. What what do you think uh, is in store for the the future of both of those shows? Well, because I know better, I can tell you. I, I'm gonna tell you what I know. <laughs> don't 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 say anything you can't say. <laughs> Season two is on its way, and we're excited about that. Awesome. I like the fact that you're you're keeping Bruce Lee's lineage alive um, through a different format because um, obviously he's not playing Bruce Lee, right? You know what I'm saying? But he's using some of his mannerisms, his style. You know what I'm saying? So I love that about the film, and I love you know once again, this is what I grew up in. My my first instructor was Filipino. You know, so I grew up obviously with a lot of Asian culture, obviously watching the Kung Fu films as a, as a, as a kid and so forth from 42nd Street to, you know, Channel 5 Kung Fu Theater, yeah. uh, which inspired me to have that new Kung Fu Theater at my event. But um, I love the fact that the, the women are involved, kicking some behind. Um, you know, I love I love the show, even though I work, you know, for HBO, I still love the show. Sure. Um, Louis Athens, I love Eco Wallace. I love that dude. That man's off the chains. His, his C-lot is just incredible. Uh, anything he does, I'm excited. Um, I, I think we need to push Netflix for that season two. Yeah. Um, we have to do a little pushing by supporting it and watching it. Um, I think it definitely has potential because, you know, you know they love that bringing that supernatural element in uh, to, to the martial arts, which is very, very common. Uh, for a lot of Asian martial arts films, 
Yeah. And I feel like it, 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 it's, they're doing it because obviously Into the Badlands had it as well, yeah. uh, but on a different level, more on the martial arts level, where this is a little bit more on the supernatural level, a mm-hmm. um, little different than Into the Badlands. But um, I think it has a lot of potential. I love, you know, I love the characters. I just want to see it, you know, grow and, 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 and obviously um, expand, you know, the storyline uh, expand. So I'm hoping that Netflix will give it another shot uh, for, for sure. I'm hoping that they will. But uh, if not, I feel like at the end of the day, it's up to us as the fans. We can dictate what we want to see. You put something on YouTube, we watch it. You know what I'm saying? Right, How many right. people on YouTube are, quote, called influencers because people watch their channel? So I feel like at the end of the day, we have the power to create. I feel like we need to stop looking to others to give us what we want. We have the tools we have the the know-how and we have the resources and the platforms to make it happen reasonably. You know what I'm saying? Reasonably where, you know what I'm saying? YouTube is no joke. Yeah. You know? Um, it was smart. Warner Brothers, once again, my company. <laughs> uh, remember when we did, um, when we put out Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. on YouTube? Yep. With Michael Jai White as Jax and, and Carrie Tagawa came back. Remember that? Fantastic series. Absolutely brilliant series. That's what I'm saying. We got Amazon Prime now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got distribution on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, we, there's no excuse. So I feel like fans of martial arts and of different things get behind these projects. And if the studios don't want to make it, we can make it. Yeah. We can make it. Absolutely. There has never been a better time uh, as a creator uh, than now. You have, like you said, all the tools at your disposal. And if you make something and put it out there, people will find it and people will watch it and people will support it. And people like you uh, will hold film uh, festivals for creators to showcase their works, short films, uh, long form films. So if... If you guys have the ideas, put it out there and get it seen. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Um, then let's look ahead to some of the stuff that's going on because uh, it's it's a pretty exciting time for for uh, for action stuff, particularly with regards to diversity. Uh, and I'm talking about things like the Blade reboot with Mahershala Ali and Shang Chi with Simu Liu. Right. What kind of what kind of vibes are you getting off of those particular projects? All right, so right now, I'm going to make a disclaimer because I'm about to get everybody about to, about to get you in trouble. Okay, I understand. I understand. Let's go. Let's I'm, do I'm it. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to have to tell you the truth. I'm going to have to tell you the truth. That's what I do. Whether you like it or not, you're going to say, oh, at least he told me the truth. Yeah. All right, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Because that's what I like to do. In order to get the fruit, you got to go to the root. Right. So this is the root of the matter. The first... <laughs> African-American comic book hero, not part of the big two, Yep, was Spawn. 1997, Michael Jai White. Now, technically, you could say it was Shaq with Steel, but I ain't going there. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's what I told you to tell you the truth. That's what I said to tell you the truth. Yeah. No, so, that's what you're saying about Steel the about, matter, yes. We're talking about Image Comics. Yep. We're talking about Todd McFarlane. We're talking about Spawn. Okay. 
1998, the first rated R Marvel superhero, not produced by Marvel, but came out of Warner Brothers' new line. Mm -hmm. It's called Blades. Yes. Wesley Snipes. Blades set the foundation for these other Marvel films to make it. And I personally feel they didn't do him right. He's capable, Wesley Snipes is capable of continuing the franchise mm -hmm. as Blade. They let Arnold Schwarzenegger run that dag on Terminator to the ground. <laughs> Terminator, get old. It's true. <laughs> you a Terminator. You ain't even a human. Right. You are an android or something. <laughs> they let... Listen, I told you, I'm going to tell you. They, they, they let uh, Stallone uh, uh, Rambo it Rambo. so he can't Rambo it no more. <laughs> Very true. The man done ran Rambo home. But you ain't taking franchise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I don't like what was done because I feel like you trying to say, oh, I, I used another brother to, to, you ain't had no choice. Blade is a brother. Right. But my point is, Wesley Snipes is capable. He, he, he's the man that puts you on the map. He still has the skill set to, to pull it off. And personally, I want to see a martial artist do it. So if Absolutely. Mr. Mahershala, Mr. Ali, you're a great actor. Thank you for your service. But unless you go on train to where you make this thing look flawless and like you got a skill set, especially when you got the time, because you're not even in phase four. Right, right. It's true. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not even at first. Now I don't need that. I don't even know how you got the license. So let's even stop right there. I don't recall giving the license back. So I don't even really, really, really know what's going on with that. But. I ain't happy about it. I like Mr. Ali as an actor, but I don't like how they did Wesley Snaps. Period. I will absolutely agree with you on on all of that. I think Wesley Snipes has to come back as Blade. I think he has to. Like you said, the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't happen if Blade doesn't happen. And Blade doesn't happen if Wesley Snipes doesn't do it. Well, for me. Yeah. So that's that. What about um, the next Marvel movie, Shang-Chi? Any thoughts about that? I think it's about time. I think it's about time. You know, I think it's about time. I feel like I don't like the way these things are done, you know, at all. I don't feel like Marvel treated um, Black Widow well at all. Okay. I feel like she should have been had her series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because... She she's she's done her part in that universe. I don't feel like she needed to die to get a series. Mm. Um, so I don't like. Well, yeah, let's say it this way: not my money, right? Sure. So obviously, if you run in the money, you run it the way you want to. But I feel like. You use these characters to, 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 to build these universes and some of them you don't treat well enough or give opportunities to others. And I think it's based on a stereotype mentality. Remember, 
Black Panther took 20 years to get another superhero uh, on the big screen. And for the first time for Marvel, because that's the first time for Marvel, because once again, I said, uh, New Line produced Blade. Right. So even though it's a Marvel, you know, character, but it took, why does it take 20 years to get an, another African-American Marvel character? Why does it take from the beginning of time? <laughs> from the beginning of time, whenever Marvel started to, to, to whenever, phase four, to get an Asian um, superhero. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but because Asians were the first superheroes on the screen, Mm-hmm. I ain't mad because don't don't forget them Kung Fu, Shaw yeah. Brothers, and all that. Those were your first non-white superheroes. Absolutely, that's where you took all the skill set from. It's called appropriation. Right. So, I, you know, being that I know that, um, I feel like it's been t- it took too long. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're doing it. You're late to the game. Now make it make it worth it. Um, but I feel you took too long to do it. Where's my Latino heroes? Ah, uh, yep. Where? Yeah. Well, that leads me into the next question then. What do you think is still vastly underrepresented in action films today? Latin, uh, Latin American. Yeah. Obviously. See, the thing is, obviously, the, these cultures within their com- their country have a presence, obviously. Right? Yeah. But we're talking about America right now. Right. So... And so in America, you have Jessica Alba, you have Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, who else? That's real. You, you, Danny Trejo. That's mm-hmm. the closest thing you will get to a guy. So, you know, and and the thing is, though, I feel like even with Jessica Alba and um, Fantastic Four, I don't think they would really. They, you know, really, really allow her to be Latina. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I think they were trying to make her pass as white. Yeah. Now, in, in, uh, what's it called? There's a new series on something called Spectrum. And it's a spinoff of, uh, Bad Boys. Whoa. And it's called, uh, it's called, uh, LA Finest. And and that's uh, Jessica Alba and Gabrielle Union. But you can't watch it anywhere unless you have this specific cable company. So pretend you have Verizon, right? Right. It would only be on Verizon on demand. So it's crazy that they have this great series that can't nobody watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, there's no Latino heroes. There's no la- Latino action stars. You know, uh, Zoe Saldana says she represents, you know, she represents the, the Latina community, uh, but she hasn't done anything since Colombiana. So it's terrible. I think, you know, we, something needs to be done. And, it, and, and what's crazy is they're the largest viewers, ticket buyers and, and, and viewers per capita as Latinos. Then comes African-Americans. So, you know, once again, we got to start creating on our own to yeah. make things happen, you know. You got to do it. There's so much opportunity there, uh, just in terms of business, right, for Hollywood to really tap into if they would just 
give those voices a chance to be heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. So then where can all the fans go to get information about passes to Urban Action Showcase and keep up with info? Uh, because I know right after this, you're going to start on next year's show. So where can everybody go to keep up with all of that? UrbanActionShowcase.com. Uh, everything's there. Um, you just click the uh, buy ticket uh, icon there. If you click the events tab, you'll find out all the events. If you click the screenings tab, you'll find out all the screenings. Um, social media as far as uh, Facebook, Urban Action Showcase, and then Instagram, Urban Action Showcase, Twitter, Urban Action Fest. So, um, yeah, we would love for people to follow us and keep up with what we're doing and quote, be a part of the action. And seriously, you feel like you are right in the middle of all of the action when you go to the show. So if you have an opportunity, November 9th, uh, AMC Theaters, Times Square, 14 hours of insane action, off the wall, stunts, cosplay, actors, directors, lightsaber battles, whatever you can think of that is action oriented is going to be here. And Demetrius Angelo, if, if you get a chance to meet him, super amazing guy and you'll know because he's the guy that's busting out of his shirt so if he's telling you he has a flat tire he's lying all right <laughs> what i'm busting out of i'm running around looking crazy that's what that's what happened that's what happened uh, and it's a, it's an amazing show and uh, I'm so thrilled to be a part of it uh demetrius thank you so much best of luck with this year's show i cannot wait to see everything that goes on and i hope that everybody that listens uh, gets a chance to come out i know there's a lot of people out there uh from all across the uh, the states that have that have pinged me uh, about not being able to be at this particular show because uh it's in new york and they live in california and in texas and places like that so uh someone asked if, if there's any possibility that this show will go uh countrywide somehow yeah we're planning on it we're planning on being able to take it on the road uh, that's definitely one of the goals uh, coming up shortly. Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely planning it. So, yeah, definitely look out Atlanta, look out California, look out, you know, Houston, you know, look out, you know, because as as people start to, to really recognize the value of what we're doing, we'll be able to uh, grow and expand to these markets. Awesome. That's very cool. Demetrius, thank you again so much for taking some time out to talk with me. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again at this year's Urban Action Showcase and Expo, November 9th, AMC, Times Square, New York City. So everybody be there. Again, Demetrius, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. The Urban Action Showcase and Expo, 14-hour action cinema megathon, takes place from 10 a.m. to midnight at AMC Theaters, 42nd Street, Times Square, New York City. The Urban Action Showcase and Expo 14-hour action cinema megathon will feature the official selections of the UAS International Action Film Festival, along with iconic anniversaries. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Join us for our action film seminars, panels, and action expo featuring filmmakers, producers, comic book and graphic artists, animators, and more. Meet and train with the legends of action cinema during our action icon experience. This is definitely an action junkie's dream come true. Go to urbanactionshowcase.com and click events or click the link below to be a part of the action. Poison plan rocks the world. See the iron fisted monk before the daily prayers Shouting monks on their hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the lands Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight you got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guarantees to graze jars Fight for the cars, then pass, hear the applause Not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewel's here, David is coming back the Tai Chi master, jelly's even faster Could channel a little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black, cut the vampires back We've got Lam Jin Ying to kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaol in a mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk into the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, many for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slash and blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance but won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spill When you head into a war, fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car jet leaf I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink